We call that pose unhitch the wagon. Maybe the best line Drake's ever uh, dropped on the uh, T-Row in the morning show. Welcome back, everybody. You had, you must have had a McGriddle this morning. Usually I, you're on top of your game when you've I had a McGriddle. Not, no? Not, no. Huh. Uh, it was just... The hot yoga? It was... The grilled cheese and the hot yoga? Grilled cheese, hot yoga, and my uh, morning uh, morning shake. <laughs> you and I haven't uh, talked about my morning shake case of the early shake morning shakes. Yeah. That's right. Uh, what about your morning shake? What do you well, mean? Well, it's just I've been doing it for about two months now, two or three months. Mm-hmm. Morning shake, frozen fruit. Uh, You've protein. been very healthy over the last several months. Yeah, healthy I, to the point I'm concerned about you being too healthy. Yeah, you like uh, go to the fridge at lunch and you pull out like a yogurt and like three carrot sticks or something, and I'm like, it's just not enough food. Well, Drake. not carrot sticks, but yeah. Um, no, tightening things up. Huh. Yeah. I've well, lost about 14 pounds. What's the significant other's name in your life? Um, what's your mom's name again? Hey, 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 hey. Uh, no, uh, it's just, just kind of a general <laughs> kind of being done with the OU stuff kind of allows you to kind of reset everything and kind of like, even like uh, Toby's kind of You're done. coming back this football season a new man. That's right. Hey, Got to get ready for the SEC somehow, right? Got to be in tip-top shape. You never know when the lady's going to show back up in the booth window at uh, Lubbock. That's right. You got to be ready. Yeah. (laughs) Trumpet girl could show up anytime. (laughs) Oh, welcome back, everybody. That's Drake. I'm TJ. There is no Toby right now. Toby will be back on uh, Tuesday. He is in wine country in... uh, Enjoying himself, enjoying himself. It is time, though, for our pet of the week. I did send this to you, Drake, didn't I? Yeah, we talked about we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, who's Gary? Oh, that was already up there. Sorry, I was reading the screen. I thought you wanted me to have you call Gary. Um, Tito is our pet of the week. Hold on, Benny, we're coming to you. Tito is our pet of the week. He likes vodka and stumbling through the park. On slow walks. No, I'm joking. That's not what it says about Tito. Uh, Tito is a senior, a sweet male chihuahua who's around 11 years old. Little guy. Only weighs about 12 pounds. Would be a great member to your family, it says, if you want to meet Tito. Uh, Get with the Norman Animal Shelter. I don't know what's going on with the photographer of Tito. Last week we had the cutest basset hound puppy mm-hmm. that had an Olin Mills, uh, that's a photography studio back in the day, kids, an Olin Mills style unbelievable photo that just Glamour melted shots, your heart. Kinda. Glamour shots, yes. Melted your heart. Tito does seem like he's a little bit drunk in the picture and was just like, woken up from a nap and like raising his head and as he's raising his head they just snapped the picture. Tito's a sweet old man. The senior needs to have a good home to finish out his life, give someone some good years still here. Chihuahuas can live for quite a while. I've had a chihuahua before. He liked to lift weights. Um, that's no lie. <laughs> I would. Uh, I had a, a bench with weights in my uh, in the extra room at my house, and when I'd go and work How- out, <laughs> he would lay on his back and put a pillow and lift the pillow up. Huh. It was unbelievable. 
He loved to. He yeah. loved to uh, imitate. It's very unbelievable. I, in fact, I don't believe you it. You don't so. believe it. Uh, it was a true story. I didn't just make that up. Uh, but Tito looks like a sweet boy. He's got the. Uh, he's already gray. He's like the uh, orangish brown color, and has the white muzzle from where he's graying. And it does look like they woke him from a nap. It looks like Tito would be pretty easy, pretty chill. If you want a uh, dog that's just going to be a good companion, want to lay around, watch some TV with you, maybe go on a short stroll, Tito's your man. Drake, I told you the other day, Tito looks like a good dog for you. You don't agree. You think your dog would eat him for a snack. Penny does not is He looks like a mini version of Penny. Yeah, kind of does. I can yeah. see that. Uh, Penny does not do great with little dogs, so <laughs> she gets kind of freaked out with them. Right. She's like, you are not the correct size. You need to be at least like 12 times this size. Uh, no, I, he looks like a very sweet dog, though. Senior dogs are uh, some of the best stories that you see with shelter dogs in general. Sure, and they usually absolutely. have such great spirits and everything. So um, Tito basically... You know, my grandpa is kind of in this phase of to where basically anything that you tell him to do, uh, he is almost completely deaf. Like, you've you've <laughs> met my grandpa. Like, basically, right. uh, I'm one of, like, three people that he can, like, hear whenever I talk to him. So, it'll be, like, my uh, <laughs> Is Gwenny, that because uh, everyone else he just ignores? It's not a hearing problem, maybe? Yeah, it, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be, like... Basically, Gwenny, my niece, my older sister, my mom, anybody can say something, and he kind of looks around the room and then looks at me and is like, can you translate that for me? I don't hear females. What do they say? No, no, no. He's, <laughs> it, this is what he – Papa can't hear. Papa can't. <laughs> but uh, basically, he, he gets this look on his face of, like, you put something in front of him. He's like, what do you want me to do here? Oh, okay, you want me to – Eat dinner, okay. That's so Tito. That's basically what Tito's got going on here. It's like, <laughs> you, you, what are you putting this phone in front of my face for? Yeah. What am I supposed to be doing? Oh, what what am I looking at? Picture? Okay, you took a picture. Okay, all right. Well, that's nice. So it's not the best picture of Tito necessarily, but uh, he does look like a very sweet boy. Does look like he would probably go for some short walks with you. Maybe if you're somebody that doesn't want to be outside in 100 degree temperatures here pretty but soon Tito's for for more than like. Uh, five to ten minutes, Tito probably is going to be game with That's you right. on that. So, That's right. Uh, looks like a very sweet boy. Uh, what, adoptapet.com, Pet Finder, any That's of those right. uh, online websites where you can find adoptable pets, you can find Tito and many more, even if you're outside of the Norman area. Uh, or uh, Norman Animal Shelter, call them, 405-292-9736. They're located right here in Norman. Big thanks to Dr. Otto. University Animal Hospital and OK Canine Corral, your doggy daycare grooming resort. Two locations here in Norman for sponsoring Pet of the Week. Let's get our man Benny in here. TJ, good Benny, morning. Benny, I you. think Tito would be perfect for you. I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, never mind. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. We had a little fox terrier. We had her for 18 years and we had to put her down. And after that, we decided we didn't need another little dog. Yeah. Hey, all right. Uh, all right. Tito, I'll let Tito, I'll break the news wow. to Tito. That's yeah. That's yeah. that's quite the life that you guys had for her, though. So <laughs> exactly. That's, that's good. Eighteen took good years. Good care of her. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, uh, I heard you and Drake talk about uh, uh, Heinz and Sanchez. And poor catchers don't know how to set up anymore. I mean, well, what I read on Heinz, he was set up on the 
left side of the plate and I had to reach across to get the ball and so and, apparently so once the play happened he was set up perfectly mm-hmm. they're saying that like as the hit happened and the plays playing out Elvis was on Elvis Andrews was on second on second correct apparently as he was going from second to third and about to round third Jonah Heim was apparently standing on the plate obviously I don't there's I don't know that I've ever seen a camera shot of that but that's what they're claiming and major league baseball's claiming so they say he initially set up wrong which as Drake and I talked about there's got to be a window there yeah. that you've got to be able to reposition yourself. He has no idea what's going to happen or how that play exactly. is going to play out. rounding third. So, I mean, he hasn't even rounding third. He's still 75, 80 feet from the plate. Right. And Elvis even said after the game, I saw as I was rounding third, he was set up wrong. Well, you can't have <laughs> that much time to realize a catcher set up wrong because otherwise every base runner in the league would learn mm-hmm. just run. Exactly. Just yeah. run. No matter what happens, I'm going to be safe. Which, yeah. I, I so. like I said, this, since this has happened the last two days, since this initial review happened, mm-hmm. I I think that teams are going to continue to take advantage of this until Major League Baseball running. comes Just keep in. Running. Yeah. yeah. So. I, why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. So Ooh, yeah, it, it's weird. It's weird, Benny. But yeah, uh, Jonah Heim was set up perfectly to execute that play under every rule of the law of Major League Baseball, but no, apparently he was standing on the plate too early, Aaron uh, Boone, initially. Aaron Boone said they may have to, of course, uh, their two catchers intervene on, and they got, no, Kyle Nagashioka, they know what it is, but they may have to re, re, retrain the minor league catchers right, now differently. Right. Hey, the other thing I was going to say, I don't know if you saw about Dave Martinez, the the Washington manager, <laughs> he really got irate at balls and strikes. He went over there and laid down on the ground, had his hand that. up so high, and they were calling low strikes on Washington and balls on the other team they were playing. And, and he just and laid he down really, on the ground. It, yeah, boy, there's not many. The there's not many uh, managers that go to those type of antics anymore. I got to look for this. Yeah, that was uh, yesterday. <laughs> I think he laid down on, or the day before, he went and laid down on the ground, raised his hand up. We're, we're showing how ball, where the ball was low. Hey, one other thing I was going to say, the Blind Beatball Baseball World Series is going to be in Norman uh, starting around July 31 through that first week of uh, August. Let's have a nice, the, cool uh, beatball, uh, yeah, yeah, they sure beatball, tournament, uh, beatball yeah, tournament. Goodness gracious, that's youth, going to be hot. Soccer Center on 1001 East Robinson. Maybe you you get a shot to take a chance go out there. Oh, okay, that's over there. there. Yeah, at the soccer fields right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go out there Thursday and Friday and just watch. Yeah. You're, gonna, oh, you're not participating. No, no, no. Come on, not, you're not a world champion. I lost a little hearing, and I played over 30 years of beatball, 10 World Series, and MVP in the World Series, and many, many All-Star berths and tournaments I played in. I'd like to play, but. I lost a little hearing, and man, you got to be able to hear the damn ball. <laughs> well, that's true. That that would help. So yeah. base, which gave well, me that, the that very cool event, and uh, taking place right here in Norman, huh? So yeah, that's very cool. And and it's you'd be amazed what blind athletes—they're all blindfolded out there in the field, and got six fielders out there, and our our pitcher pitches to our team, and their pitcher pitches to you know the opponent's team. Yeah, and uh, we get four strikes and one ball, and we don't know when the bases turn on whether you run the first base or third base. We just have to hear, and if we get to the 
bases before the fielder fields the ball. Then we get a run. If they don't, it's an out, and bases are 90 feet. Amazing. Uh, they're 100 feet now. Used to be 90. I always enjoyed that 90 feet when I played up short because I had not a, 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 a had I, I ran well for an old guy, but on defense you had to be awfully quick. But when it got to 100 foot bases, I didn't like that 100 foot base. That took a second or two away from me on on running, but it damn sure made me a better fielder. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's very but cool. It, it's very an cool. interesting game, my friends. Well, well, let us know when the exact dates are, and we'll uh, let people know because that okay. may be something people want to get out and check out. Because that's a that's a very cool event. Like it I said, is. I know it's you played in it for years that, and played in it's World Series and everything. I think the July thirty-one to that first week of August. Okay. But I'll give you. Uh, you know, most teams will be playing two, three day- games a day. Right. And then a championship game plays on Saturday for the World Series, and they get a World Series ring. I've got two rings from being a, in a Look at World Benny Series just patting himself on the back, letting us know he's MVP, World Series mm-hmm. champion. And, and, and the other thing I have to brag on is I was voted into the Beatball Hall of Fame in Cleveland and also in Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame here in Oklahoma City. Wow. I mean, in Guthrie at that time. Wow! I went in there with Andy Pettit when he was a softball pitcher, you know, in American League. Legend! Yeah. You're a legend, Benny. Indeed, my brother. Hey, bud, have a good weekend. Hey, you too, and uh, Boomer Sooner, boys. Boom, I'm looking forward to that SEC, but we got to get the <laughs> our Big Twelve. Yeah, we've still got year. a season to go, <laughs> yeah, Benny. Exactly. Thanks, guys. Right, we'll have a weekend. That's a bummer. Still have to put up with the K-States of the world. <sighs> but hey, we got, we got UCF, Cincinnati, Soon. and BYU on the schedule. Well, that's here, true. Baby. That's true. That's right. <laughs> Take a timeout. Back after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800. Or visit rkblack.com. Final hour of the T-Row of the Morning Show. I have never been more proud of you than I am right now. Yeah? I'm so proud of you playing Whiskey Myers. Picking up on the early morning shakes reference. So proud of you. There is hope for you, Drake. Let your mom know. We had had a talk. She was, like, worried about you. She said he's useless. I said, no, he's not. There's hope for Drake. About how I was talking about my little brother earlier. (laughs) Now, uh, you know, this is more my style of country music right here. It is. It is. Uh, This old school, very bluesy type of uh, country music. More uh, southern rock. Southern rock, kind of, you know, Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, all that kind of stuff, too. So, yeah. I love me some Whiskey Myers. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, That was requested on the Knippelmeyer text line, by the way. Oh, well, I'm not as proud of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give me me too much credit. So uh, that was a request on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So uh, never mind, Mom. You're right. He is a loser. uh, I thought Lincoln left to SC because you can't recruit to OU. All of a sudden, losing recruits to. DeMarco Murray and OU. So, uh, uh, there's yeah. nothing more that Sooner fans love right now is when uh, oh, they beat USC on a recruit. Is, so. is there going to be a guy on the coaching staff that's more popular right now than DeMarco Murray if uh, this Tatum saga no, turns out? No, the they'll, they'll it, probably I mean, hold a parade for I mean, him down Main Street. Everybody already loved him with the way that like the scuttlebutt was that Lincoln wanted him to go to SC right. with him. 
uh, pay him more at USC and all this stuff. And DeMar's like, no. Not up in here. Not doing it. Sorry, dude. Uh, so, yeah, I think that everybody just. It, but it'll also be ten times more devastating if he ends up at USC. Oh, man. So oh, man. That's, you gotta say, let's wait till it's official, but it's you're, looking you're good a, for you. You're already you. putting the DJ Hicks uh, kind well, of I'm just saying, uh, there, there's huh? been a lot of that go on. A lot with kids in the last five, six months, yeah. whatever it's been, and not even just affecting OU, other schools too. So Yeah, the one thing that I think definitely works in OU's favor here is that even the SC insiders are like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, right. mm, it's, it's not looking good. So for SC, that is. Uh, draft bust, uh, going to be injured all the time about uh, Wimbanyama. Well, that's the thing. Like, we talked about it yesterday. There are very few guys his size, regardless of weight, smaller, skinny, tall, seven foot four, five guys, heavy set, thick, they all have some type of injury problem. Now, does that derail careers? Not always. Um, Joel Embiid had all kinds of issues, and then in the last couple of years, he's stayed healthy and has been incredible. He had all kinds of issues even before he left so, college. Even So even if he's injury prone... If the Spurs end up with a title and he's one of the main core components of that, it, it the the number it one pick out. has worked out. Yeah. If it's a situation like Greg Oden, then obviously, yeah, it's a bust. But which Greg he, Oden? Uh, to be fair, I asked the question: Who is a can't miss prospect that missed? Greg Oden at the time, he was looked at as a can't miss. He was. Yeah, he was looked at as okay out of high school. If the draft were today, he'd be the number one overall pick still. So, it's just when you're that tall, it's just unnatural. You have feet problem, you have ankle uh, ankle problems, knee problems, hip problems. Something yeah. always shows up with guys that size. Mm-hmm. Now, it's going to be the question of to what degree. So he could be injured, and it not be, you know. Something that ends his career or something. It, it, and like I said, if it works out, it works out. And if he ends up with a title, that's all that matters. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Just like KD being pushed around. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we. I think that we already covered that on the yeah, yeah. text line. Mike saying Lynn Bias was a can't miss. Yeah, that was very different that's circumstances. A, a different, on, yeah, very sad, different circumstance. Why so. does that didn't work out? Uh, but, still, that without but Bias. But, yeah, he was... Uh, 30 for 30 is one of the best 30 30s that they've had. Absolutely. Without bias. Um, TJ, don't be ashamed of your water bottles around your house. You are just preparing for an alien invasion, <laughs> just like in signs, I guess. Uh, make sure you remind Bronx to swing away, Wildcat Chris. <laughs> I believe that is the first M. Night Shyamalan movie reference that we've ever had on the text line. <laughs> Uh, how about this monster shark guy saying blooming onions aren't appreciated enough? That's it. I guess that's the uh, breadstick conversation from Pinocchio's. <laughs> Did, well, that's not true if you've ever heard Toby Rowland talk about a blooming onion. I think he dims the lights, he puts on some slow music, and talks in a really soft tone when talking about a blooming onion. So, uh, monster truck guy. If you want someone that appreciates a blooming onion, Toby Rowland is your man. And I love a blooming onion too, but and I know several places have versions of them, but 
you pretty much the original. You know, he outbacks the place for a blooming onion. Oh yeah. So uh, Doc just called in. By the way, he wants you to know that the uh, third, <laughs> the the, the uh, play at the plate call. Yeah. For the Rangers, very unfair. Thank you, Doc. He's very upset on your back. It has been ruled. It has been. Uh, it is done. Yeah. We know baseball got it wrong. Now, if Doc Bia spoke on it. Uh, the way ESPN is cutting talent, JV probably just trying to make waves to keep his job. Uh, yeah, the, the I almost wonder just because of like the general smugness of Jay Billis with that whole uh, phone plan thing. Like, if he's trying to be funny, and because of his personality, he just sucks at being funny, and he's like trying to. Oh, all these kids are just on the phone plans of uh, their parents right now, and. It just coming across of him being a DB instead of being funny. <laughs> JJ Reddick looked at him like, and, and and came at the tone of, "Are you just stupid?" Yeah. He yeah. goes, "You do realize these kids just got drafted. They're collegiate athletes. Some of them, uh, you know, uh, like the Thompson twins were in one of those, uh, you know." It's it's just the irony of this is the guy. And maybe, I know. Maybe that's the point of like all of this that he's trying to make. Like, oh. Well, I don't know. They're kind of. That's the only part of me kids that makes nowadays me think can't that, even get off their f- parents' phone plan, even yeah. when they're signing multi-million-dollar deals. Yeah, the, that's the, what. The, that's what makes uh, me feel like maybe he was trying to be witty, sarcastic, and he just sucks as a person. He's just a so, moron. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Brooks says, "Who let you two be alone without the adults?" Um. Uh, it's a good-looking question, right there. Uh, hey. We are the adults around here. <laughs> That's what's scary. Uh, Whisker Myers made my day, boys. And if I want somebody that appreciates a can of Beanie Weenies, Toby is the guy. That's Sean. So. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about him not appreciating food, monster truck guy. Like I said, he's the blooming onion guy. Oh, hold on, Drake. You're, you're right. You, you need to see. Oh, there it is right there. And that's why we've got the cough button in the studio. Uh, that was – and here we go. We've got another one. Okay, complete. For I, those I of think you I'm that done. don't know, I think I'm done. TJ Perry is one of the loudest <laughs> sneezing human beings a violent sneeze on planet Earth. So if you, oh. if you are in the building at all whenever TJ sneezes, it doesn't matter if you're – you have – You're going to hear me. Every it's door violent. is closed. I mean, there's no telling how many uh, – uh, background sneezes there are of Diamond Envy podcasts that you're in. <laughs> uh, Bronx will look at me and be like, is that necessary? <laughs> I'm like, yes, Every it time. is. Every necessary. Uh, you know what it is? It's probably all that extra BPA that you're te- taking in from all these water bottles, just just uh, reusing them all day. Uh, what does this text mean? I think we played the softball championship uh, yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, what does that mean? He's complaining about the promo. Don't worry. It's the last oh, day for uh, it. It's the last yeah. day for it. So It's the last day of the run on the uh, softball promo. Calm down, Victor. That's right. Jeez. All right. We'll take a timeout. I got the Charles Barkley story on the other side. Uh, he did not want to go to Philadelphia on draft night in 1984. Uh, I mean, who could blame him? <laughs> we'll tell that story. Uh, maybe a couple of other things. We'll see if we have time. And then Chris Plank joins us for the crossover. It's the T-Row in the morning show. A couple more segments left with me and Drake. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. 
T-Row in the morning show. Drake and TJ with you. Toby on vacation. You'll have us for one more day on Monday before Toby returns. Happy birthday, by the way, to his wife. I think we uh, wished his wife a happy birthday yesterday. I think uh, we remembered to I, do it that. It seems like early in the show we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, birthday celebration this weekend. Yeah, good with for Toby Jim and Rowe. the wife. Uh, yeah. That's right, that's right. Uh, I hope that you guys are thoroughly enjoying Sonoma today. <laughs> so, Travis and Jason Kelsey have a podcast because of, of course, who doesn't have a podcast yeah. in today's world. Uh, but <laughs> was was I the one that looked at this their whole reaction as dumb? Am I the only one that saw that that way? Their reaction to what is dumb? You just said the Kelsey brothers, right? Right. The whole Joe Burrow, Patrick. Mahomes, oh, oh, oh uh, yeah. Jamar um, Chase stuff. Is that not what you were leading into? Yeah i I don't know why. No, no, no. I'm talking. This is a, the Charles Barkley story. I, I've heard your story. Yes, where uh, Patrick who. And uh, then Patrick's okay. Fires so you were get, you were so th- this is another podcast of the Kelsey brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, gotcha. I see where you get confused okay, there. Sorry, because that story's been out there too, as far as Cincinnati and Kansas City gotcha. going back and forth gotcha. with one another. Um, but yes, their reaction was a little much. They're, they're trying to act like it's more than it was, and I'm like, it, it's like, come on, that's just it was silly. obviously tongue in cheek. What Jamar Chase? Was yes, saying, yeah. how can you disrespect Patrick Mahomes like that? Bold you could strategy. never, never disrespect Patrick that way. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Charles Barkley's story. Sorry about so that. So he was on the the Kelsey Brothers podcast, obviously uh, talking about the upcoming draft, which happened last night, and they were asking him about his draft experience. And Charles was talking and says, uh, "quote I was about 300 pounds in college." The Sixers brought me in for a visit, and the owner says, hey, everybody's concerned about your weight. I had six weeks before the draft at that point. The owner told him, I want you to stop back by here the day before the draft. We want you to weigh 285 pounds. So Charles gets busy. says, I get down to about 285 pounds. I call my agent, let him know, hey, been working my butt off, got down to the 285, and the agent goes, why? And he goes, that's what Philadelphia wanted me to do. And he goes, why do you want to go to Philadelphia? Charles is like, what are you talking about? He goes, they're only slotted to pay you in the first year at Philadelphia $75,000. Now, I haven't got a chance. I tried looking it up. I don't know what the backstory is with why they only had $75,000. If it was the way the draft was structured, because it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't matter who was picking you there if that was the slotted amount. So I think this was based on cap space back then. Not necessarily draft slotted money, so they only had seventy five thousand dollars of cap space available at Phil- wow. in Philadelphia. Wow. And Charles said, "I was like, he was like mad at his agent, like you couldn't have told me this after the visit. Like I don't want to go to Philadelphia. I would have stayed at college for seventy five thousand a year. I was making more than that." <laughs> Which they all laugh at. Ch- and Charles Chuck is like, would say that. Charles is like, no, I'm serious. Like I would have made more in college. Like I'm not going to Philadelphia. So he starts eating like crazy again. He says, I'm eating as much as I can to gain as much weight as I can and get as fat as I can for that visit with Philadelphia. What a lie. What a lie. He says he did it. He got back, and the owner was mad. 
He says, I, he goes, I went to Denny's every morning, got the Grand Slam breakfast. Oh, God. All, uh, he goes, for three days, I ate nothing but food. Oh. I got back up into one, uh, to 298. I stop into Philadelphia. <laughs> he says, I got to 299 by the time I got to the meeting. Right in there. He says, the owner called me back. Every name in the book. Cursed me out. He was so mad because he's trying to convince his front office this is our guy. But they've all got the weight concerns. He says, I tried to eat my way out of Philadelphia. I thought I had done it. And on draft night, 1984, obviously we know Philadelphia still went with him. The owner got his way, and they drafted Charles Barkley. He said, I was mad. He goes, I was ticked off. I'm going to make $75,000. Now, apparently... They moved a couple of players, made some cap room. Charles Barkley, the fifth overall pick, signed a four-year, $2 million deal. Which today's fifth-round pick, yeah. it just laughs at that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. He ended up loving his time in Philadelphia. All things worked out. But he said, I was mad that night. So that's how his draft experience uh, went. That's incredible. But also, <laughs> all this, he loses the weight. Gets himself down 15 pounds, then just eats himself right. back over 300 pounds. And all this time, you know, Chuck's most famous commercial from whenever he was a player, I am not a role model. He just really became a role model for me with that kind of <laughs> attitude. I mean, that's just incredible. But you can imagine, like, money wasn't w- what it is today back then, obviously. Yeah, no. It, but so- what kind of team thinks they're going to sign the fifth pick for 75 grand? That's just mind-blowing to think how much it's changed. Like, in our lifetime. That's yeah. our lifetime. That 84 draft. Like, Well, it's not my lifetime. but Well, all right. It's my lifetime. Yeah. but uh, I was minus yeah, five years old. We got. Wait a minute. Like, that is a bad agent, too. Like, you didn't give me this information, like, before the original meeting. Right. So that I can talk, talk to them and say, hey. You've only got seventy five thousand of cap space. If he's gonna drop this weight, it's gotta it's gotta be. Uh, you gotta make it worth it for me. Are you gonna restructure right. a deal? And he probably would have kept which, the weight which off. Which clearly Philadelphia had the intent of clearing cap space right. because they ended up doing it. But uh yeah, it, it was you've seen you've seen air, right? Haven't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you saw Excellent it. movie. Uh, yeah, it was great. I, I didn't realize that Chuck was kind of the backup plan to uh Michael Jordan if the, all that fell through. So I did not realize that either. I also uh, read last night that I didn't know the whole swoosh thing. I knew that uh, a fellow student had done it for him, mm-hmm. uh, for Phil Knight, and apparently it was some girl in a design class that he was in mm-hmm. that needed money for rent or something, and he yep. paid her 300 bucks, and then came back years later and gave her all this stock that she held up on and it held on, and it split and split and split. And that stock became worth like $7.9 million that he did for this girl for designing it. And he's like, I didn't even like it when she designed it. But I was under a yeah, even time in the, crunch. Yeah, even in the movies, like, I, I still yeah. don't really like it. I still it. don't really like it. I was under a time crunch. I just said, go with it's it. It's supposed to look like a blur going by you or right. whatever. So, so, yeah. And uh, now it's uh, it's one of the iconic logos out there. So <laughs> Charles Barkley, though. Uh, much he tells the story much better, obviously, than I did there in Charles's uh, style uh, of telling yeah, stories. Yeah, the, so. the, the colorful language I'm sure you could add on a podcast as well. So, uh, yes, yes. So probably had to be uh, edited out some there. So, 
uh, NBA draft, obviously, last night. Good draft, I think, for the Thunder. I think they did a great job last night. They moved up a couple of spots when they needed to. Um, we'll see what they do um, with the Burton situation. I, I don't know if they'll hold on to him or not. That was a that was a contract that Dallas was just thankful to get out from under. They've created some cap space. They did some other moves last night due to that that move that they made with the Thunder. Um, he was a guy in Washington that had two really nice seasons four or five years ago before he got to Dallas and, and the trade that brought him there um, where he averaged 14, 15 points a game, but it has not been a fit for him in Dallas. There's just been chemistry issues, problems there with that. He was... I think he averaged four points a game last year and, like I said, was sitting on the books for $17 million this year and I think 15 next year, something along those lines. So I think the Thunder probably really going to have to look to do something with that too. But maybe they think – maybe like what you were talking about yesterday, maybe Sam thinks he can resurrect his career and get him back to a 14, 15-point-a-night guy off the bench. I don't know, but I, I don't see it. But otherwise, the draft – If you're uh, able to get – Eight to ten points off the bench from him, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if he can double what he did in Dallas last year, sure, yeah. maybe. Uh, but the case in Wallace, Keontae Johnson, I liked their draft last night for uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I really like what Dallas did last night as well. Um, we'll see if Lively works out there. He's still kind of questionable. Uh, working, pro- working project, but we'll see if it pans out for him. But I liked everything else that they did, especially dumping that money. Plank joins me next for the crossover. Back after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Welcome back. It is time for the crossover. Before we invite uh, Plank in, Corn Ferry Tour updated. I forgot to give that earlier. Compliance Solutions out there at the uh, Jimmy. Uh, three Sooners yesterday finished at three under, unless I missed someone. Grant Hirschman, uh, Patrick Welsh, and uh, I think it was Goderup. I'm trying to scroll back through here. Yeah, Chris Goderup, all three under, six shots back. They shot an opening round. That's right, Teddy Lehman, 69. So, uh, Quade Cummins, one under. So, uh, that is where the Sooners stand. Uh, the leader, let's scroll back up here, nine under yesterday. Or he's nine under right now. He's through eight right now. Uh, Tim Whiting leading the way. So, What's going on, Plank? Enjoying the uh, joys of our Friday hangouts at Riverwind Casino. How are you, Teach? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm not winning money like you. I know you go out there and immediately uh, start shoving cash into machines, but um, well, good luck. Well, I've made I made a dramatic mistake on my part because I'm really big on being early to places, but let's face it, this is the week after vacation and everyone has an excuse and my kids have no camps. 
so I have missed the mark a couple of times on the alarm clock this week. Sure. But today was today was an okay day to do it because I'm literally you know 15 minutes from my house. But um, I, I need a table tease, so I'm literally. Uh oh! Like Did they the not worst, have you ready? I have the worst, I, that's why I was worried. Is like, am I supposed to be here today? But I pulled that off a couple of times where I just like being around Justin and his crew so much, and I'm like, hey, I'm showing up. I don't know if there's a remote or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm here regardless. But no, man. Yeah, it's. Um, it's been a little bit of a challenging week on that front, you know, because there's no camps. Well, and one kid's gone to camp. Right. No, there hasn't been any super early appointments or anything. So, yeah, you can push hey, that barrier. But It's all right, got, Chris. It's all right to sleep in sometimes. You don't have to get up and do national shows at 4 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to run them to true. school. Just Sometimes it's okay to sleep in. You need right. it. Your but health needs it. But the smart Alex that always be like, man, when do you sleep? I'm like, this week. A lot, and probably <laughs> way too much. Naps, uh, sleeping in later than normal, whatever, whenever I can find it, yeah. I'm throwing off. But, hey, so so Monday burns me, Friday burns me, so I'm, I'm sorry. We'll be in high fidelity, high quality sound coming up here in just a bit. Did you take in any World Series last night, or were you all in on the draft? No, well, so I, uh, I thought I was going to be more in on the draft, and then that game started playing out, and it was just an unbelievable baseball game, so... It became I was flipping to the draft when I about the time I thought a pick would come up and that flip back. So um, that was quite the game last night between LSU and Wake Forest. Just unbelievable pitching. Then you got the the play by Trey Morgan at first base, which was just unreal. And that thing just you thought that was going to be the run right there, and they couldn't get it across. So just a great baseball game. And then I I, I don't know if, if they talked this up on ESPN or if you heard this the you know that all world closer. Manassi that gave up, yeah, the, gave first up the home run, home run. Uh, catcher, catch, uh, pitcher, catcher, hitter, all like Tampa area guys who played against each other the, their whole lives. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm glad it didn't end on an error or like a, a bad call or something like that. I mean, it might have been good for us on sports radio, but just for the, I don't know, as corny as this might sound to you, I thought for the good of the game to have good on good in that moment and, you know, LSU's good was better than Wake Forest um, uh, good and it was just amazing I thought I literally the family was glued to it when my family's glued to a sporting event TJ that's when I know something pretty cool is going on because it's like hey, watch these fools try to hit these pitchers it's hilarious just watch squad and that's literally what it what it felt like until the 11th inning that's the only hit last night TJ that either team had with a runner on base was the game-winning home yeah, run yeah, that's that, the only hit with a runner on base that's uh, it's amazing, and it was uh, like I said, you had opportunities both ways, and they just couldn't, they just couldn't get anybody across. And then, oh man, just to to walk it off like that, and to be in that environment, and to win it like that, and put yourself it. Well, you see it all the time in softball. The OU, uh, the OU softball team does it all the time when they walk games off and just keep advancing. But that that was pretty special. Yeah. I, hey. it's LSU, and I don't want to like them, but that's what Drake and I were talking about uh, earlier. That team, that baseball team's got some characters, man, and they're they're fun to watch. And I hate it because it's LSU. Because then they put the shot on the fans, and I'm like, Dad, gummit, their fans are happy. But those kids are some good. <laughs> they, they got character, man. They got style. They got the gold chains. They, um, so it, it was a uh, quite. And now uh, they get to keep selling Jello shots because LSU's That's sticking right. around. So they'll sell, they'll Rock get up into the thirty thousand range now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it was it was interesting, and I and I know we're up against it, but if you, 
because I'm like you. Like, dang, man, this team is fun, but it's LSU. But remember, literally about every major player is a transfer. That's true. Maybe that makes you feel right, you know, a yeah. little bit better about the Tommy Tanks, all these guys, uh, they aren't really yeah. Tigers, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the best way to put it. So We'll see how I play that. No, what caught your eye with the draft besides uh, Grady Dick's outfit? Dude, that was amazing. That, uh, <laughs> you know, people make fun of me. I, I don't know if I've ever admitted to this on the air, and thankfully we're running out of time, but, you know, whenever I came to college from my hometown, Let's just say my wardrobe was a little bit more thinking I was Belle Biv DeVoe than thinking that I was like some <laughs> fraternity guy. So I, I, I felt Grady, 19-year-old Chris Plank felt Grady, Grady Dick's uh, suit last night. But I don't know, man. I thought it was hideous. But I didn't realize all of his TikTok stuff that he had done. So yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know I, all that either. I just knew him as the Kansas basketball player. Sure. But yeah, that caught, that caught my eye. And, of course, um, Wimbenyan is a very tall man. I'm so uh, excited to see if his body's going to hold up. Well, that's that's, a that's the whole problem. question with me with him. It's like no guy that mm-hmm. size ever holds up. Now, he may still go through injuries and win a championship, and if that's the case, he works out as the number one pick. But I can't see right. that guy staying healthy feet wise, hip wise, and knee wise. It's just too much, too much body, man. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. All right, it's well, a lot. Have fun out there at Riverwind. You have a great weekend, man. All see right, you guys buddy. on Monday. Let's we'll see you. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Drake. Thanks to you guys out there. Toby, enjoy your uh, weekend in Vermont. It'll be Drake and I again on Monday. My days are getting confused here at the end of the show. So we'll see you guys again. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.